0: in front.
1: Oh, those oh,
0: films!
2: Why are they doing this? What are they going to do to us?
1: I just think I should be doing something about the rainforest. Welcome to Old Bogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. We have Fahad, Eric, Shelly, Ruth, and me, Takiya. This episode, we are wetting our appetites for environmentalism with Eli Roth's *The Green Inferno*. All right, So um, this what this movie was. This was a movie I, I, I picked out. as um, This was about the um, group of college student social activists. And they traveled to the rainforest in the Amazon uh, to stop a petrochemical company from um, clearing the forest and getting rid of a, of a native tribe. In this case, they are called the Yahis. They're trying to stop them from getting rid, rid of their land and killing them because they wanted to drill underneath their land for, a, for, for some oil, okay? And um, they're, captured and put into a pig, a pig cage and they are one by one um, tortured and eaten by this tribe and this tribe uh, is doing this all the stuff to them because they think that they are the enemy they think that they are that petro I'm pronouncing it right the petrochemical company that was um, trying to, to get rid of their land so they mistake them for those same people so that's why they get, they get they're getting back at them and killing them they're trying to protect their people yeah, they bring it back to America. She and then she ends up telling her dad. and Surprisingly, her her dad and other government people in the UN, instead of telling them about what happened, she she lies and says that she's the sole survivor of the crash and um, that the natives were actually friendly. What I liked about the movie was it told a story. Not it wasn't just a cheesy gore fest. I liked that it, it kind of kept you captivated. It wasn't like your typical, um, you know, movie where everyone's off one by one and you have the the you know the Am i was I guess there's the, the couple, and there's like the slut. Can I say that? <laughs> I'm trying to make a point that it's not just your typical horror movie. It actually told a story, and, and these students were just kind of a, a kind of a mixture of some of everyone all different personalities. That you some of them you get you didn't get to know the personalities right away. But um, uh, oh, my question as well is um for tonight is should this tribe have gotten in trouble for killing and cannibalism? even though they are're totally not aware of what they're doing because they're they're sitting they're they're trying to protect their family members or should they be left alone? that's the question of tonight I would the I'd like to discuss and um if this was you if you survived this ordeal, would you do like Justine and not say and protect them or uh, get them you know arrested or like get them you know in trouble on their land and um, for for these these acts of, of cannibalism that they're taking part in so i'll have it um well, i'll guess i'll start with fahad who's in my queue right here and then we'll go down then eric and then ruth and then shelly
3: <laughs> okay so i i like what you said takia about how it wasn't your typical gore fest kind of movie mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it was a movie that's just about cannibalism and all you're gonna watch is like mm-hmm. two hours of people being torn apart and eaten and tortured um, mm-hmm. they, that category of movies, torture porn, um, you know, the first, I don't,
2: oh, my um, word. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs>
3: um, but the, the first 45 minutes of the movie was, uh, uh, an actual story, right? It didn't even get into the actual horror of the cannibals and everything, um, where it really focused on the environmentalism, the, you know, preventing the, um, forest from being, uh, destroyed and the tribes being, just their homes being destroyed and everything, And shows you like the activism and everything. Builds kind of that story. The characters. But then as soon as their plane crashes. Then it becomes torture porn. For the rest of the movie. Um, But uh, I did like though. That they really focus on building that story first. Before just jumping right into it. And making that the point of the movie. Um, Also like. The gory parts were gory. But they didn't spend the entire time. That second half of the movie. Just focused on that gore. You still saw them, you know, hold up in their cage, trying to figure out how to get out. You saw some of the other things, you know, there was just a few people that, I'm not trying to defend them. There's just a few people that were eaten. Um, it's still bad, but um, <laughs> it's just that they didn't spend so much time. Yes, it was uncomfortable to watch as people were being chopped up and, you know, parts were being skinned and roasted and eaten and stuff, um, but they didn't focus on it for so much of the movie. So I like that part of it. Um, but going to your question, Takia, if I were in the main character's place and I came back, would I tell them the truth about what really happened um, or would I lie like she did? Um, I think the reason that she lied is to continue that act. Like You know, they went there to prevent these people from losing their home. And if she were to tell them what really happened, that would destroy any chance for other tribes if they're peaceful or not. You know, if they're peaceful, it would still destroy their chances because it's like any one of them could be like this horrible tribe here. And if she let them know what really went on there, it just would paint such a horrible picture and really destroy the thing that she was you know, trying to fight for. Um, So I think she kept it quiet to keep up that, you know that activism spirit of hers of saying like, you know, these tribes are good people. Let's leave them alone. Let's not destroy their homes. Um, So I think in the long run, she looked out for the greater good instead of revenge. Um, My initial inclination when I heard what she said, I was like, what? Why are you doing that? Don't you want them to like get killed and destroyed? Like revenge, they tortured you. They ate your somewhat friends i mean some of them were not friends at all but like don't you want to get back at them but then i was like you know what she's looking out for the greater good um whether somebody at that age is really mature enough to make that decision i don't know um i guess that's a whole other question but i would like to think that i would like to look out for the greater good but considering my initial reaction was why aren't you trying to get revenge um i can't say definitively that i would have said done what she did out
0: <laughs> Kirk out <laughs> over and out <laughs> yeah Eric Thank you. Um, yeah you know let me gather my thoughts because I they all just went out of my head for some reason <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'll just start in general. Uh, yeah I, I liked the movie um, you know there's a, a history of sort of tribal cannibal exploitation horror um, in fact the first found footage horror movie one of the first found footage movies in general is Cannibal Holocaust, which is very similar. And I think Fahad has a story about this later, but uh, I know Eli Roth is a fan, so he's sort of paying homage to that. But it, yeah, it's true, he said there's, there's more of a story here. Um, there's, a, there's more of a message than there usually is with those exploitation films and the, and the gore fests, which I love, so I ate up, poor use of words maybe, but I, I ate up every scene of, of gore and I thought it was very interesting. It actually took uh, at least thirty minutes before you get to any sort of horror. Uh, so there's a lot of build up for the movie where they're trying to get this, uh, you know, these other parts of the story in place so that you understand who these people are. I do. I mean, it it has its it has its drawbacks, though. Not drawbacks. That's not the word. It it has its um, failures. I don't think that they did a good enough job characterizing. Uh, many of the characters so I didn't really care that much and you know like about some of the girls uh, you know I just didn't it didn't bother me that they died and, and I don't know if that's maybe maybe that was intentional they just wanted fodder for the for the cannibals like just feed them to them <laughs> and so let's not care about them too much just so we can get some of that out of the way although I did like um what was his name not Julian Jonah uh, uh, and uh, and I think, you know, that was intentional because he's the first one to be killed. And that's, it was very sad because he's the last one who should have been killed. Uh, but he goes first. And um, and there was even a Dylan Sabara's character uh, who I think you guys are gonna talk about later. Yeah, I, I actually, it's Daryl? Daryl Sabara. Okay. Uh, well, that might explain why I couldn't Google his penis earlier. I was spelling it wrong. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, I didn't like him in the beginning actually I was a- annoyed with him but then like at the that halfway hard. point of the movie suddenly I wasn't annoyed with him and I liked him really well <laughs> and I was like oh I want him to survive and then he didn't and, and I was like why didn't I like him in the beginning and now I like him so I, I don't know that felt a little uneven to me and uh the ending which uh, you know I, I may as well comment on because Taki and Fahad you already have uh yeah I, I thought it was Strange when she was doing it, but I do think, yeah, she was prioritizing what she wanted done, and I think she realized in the end, um, that they may have been the real villains, and certainly, you know, the leader of her group was a villain of the story, but that the tribes people this was just their culture, and uh, they can't it would be silly for her to try to want to hold them accountable as if they would even understand her concept of crime and punishment. So, so what would be the point in that, and so she's and she understands that if she were to accuse them then all that people in the world hear is there are dangerous people in these in these jungles why in the rainforest whatever why are we trying to save them so let's just bulldoze everything (laughs) and then then it's all out the window so so it makes sense that she would tell that story instead it's very brave of her and you know like mentioned i don't know if a freshman in college is really going to make that decision or just sort of have a nervous breakdown and tell them exactly what happened which is probably what i would have done then i don't maybe even now <laughs> i don't know if i would think to myself i should game this situation in any way um but i really think that it should have ended there uh with her looking in the camera after telling that lie the the follow-up scenes that happen later like as the credits are beginning i didn't see any point to them they 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 just—they made no sense. It doesn't help the story whatsoever. It just complicates things.
1: Was I that not dream?
0: And in fact, the last one—I mean—it just seems tacked on. The- it made me think: Did this really happen? <laughs> like, was this all a dream? Like, had she even left? Right. Well, I guess it's supposed to show she's going to continue to have nightmares about it forever. But I of course, of course, she would. I don't need to see a couple of extra scenes that show that it and show it poorly. By the way, it's—they're not done very well. Uh, and then you have that one extra scene that sets it up for a sequel, which I don't think that's necessary either.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if you were ever gonna make a sequel, which I don't think it's in the plans, and it has, certainly hasn't happened yet, has
3: it? there was uh, there were plans for a sequel. It just never happened.
0: Okay. Well, if you were going to, I don't think you needed to attach any scenes to the end of this first film to accomplish that. You could have begun begun the second film. With the you know satellite images that are potentially him coming in and her the family his family contacting her and asking why she was lying or something, uh, and that would have been a very interesting compelling beginning to a sequel. I I, yeah I don't need him tacked on to the end of this, so I was a bit annoyed about that. Um, but speaking of the ending, um, I'll say this to wrap up. Did anyone notice? uh, I thought the credits were kind of cool. I've never seen this done before, but he put the Twitter handles next to all of the. The principal cast yeah and even and even a few other people later and i thought well that's very interesting actually because i did get the impression that a lot of these were either first-time actors or maybe even non-actors um because they just seemed a little i don't know inexperienced to me i I feel bad if that's not the case but that's how they came off in their performances and so i one or two of them i thought to myself maybe these people have never actually acted before and i'm not talking about the tribes people obviously which there was a real tribe involved. Um, so uh, clearly they are inexperienced, but I mean the actual principal cast, the white cast. <laughs> so uh, I'll stop there and let someone else go.
1: Okay, uh, Shelly?
2: Um, I, agree. I agree with a lot of what Eric said. I, w- I wasn't crazy about it, about the movie. Um, the same guy made Hostel, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy about Hostel either for the same reason. I don't really like to watch... Um, Say it torture, like porn, torture porn. <laughs> and I felt like, how many ways can we watch people get tortured? Um, and that this was like showcased, like when the guy got eaten by the ants, and then the little child killed him because he just wanted to die, and she couldn't um, do, do it. It. Yeah. it, um, I agree, Eric, that I didn't really care about the characters, so I didn't feel sad that they were dying, really. I mean, I, uh, Justine. I cared about, and Jonah. So I was horrified at the way he died and when they cooked him and then ate him right in front of all of them.
1: Yeah.
2: So I wasn't crazy about it. <clears throat> it had all of, all of my fears wrapped up, like plane crash, <laughs> cannibalism, all of them
1: were yeah. all wrapped
2: up into it. So I'm gonna let Ruth go, and then hopefully my thought will come back to me.
1: Because okay. it was very important. Okay, hey, Ruth?
4: um okay my first initial thought was when i well you know (laughs) justine and i forgot what her friend name names name was the blonde girl that was her roommate um but anyways i saw that the girl seemed justine seemed somewhat interested in like the um activism type stuff and she seemed kind of interested in alejandro because she i think she thought he was cute but then um seems like Jonah kind of took that as an example to be like, hey, he wants you to join, but I think he really liked her. Um, At first initially saw with the activism type stuff, I thought, oh lord, this is just some kind of ridiculous hoax type thing, and then, um, you know, you can tell, like, he's very passionate Alejandro and stuff, and a lot of the people are in for the cause, but, um, you know, as they go and do it, they, she doesn't, they don't end up knowing right right, right away that it's basically a stage thing because well then i realized later i was like okay well they did it on purpose that they didn't lock her up to the tree because her dad's in the that was kind of disturbing and i just thought gosh like you're willing to do that much of a way to like completely mess somebody's up psych their head psychologically just to like try to get your point across um and i would just say too of course obviously you know they get the plane crashes and the guy that you would think that would be the main leader and main um coach or try to build people up and help everyone to, um, escape. Alejandro ends up being the, he's only looking out for himself. He doesn't care about anybody else. He would, just wants to survive. And, um, the guy that kind of takes the reins, I would say would be Daniel. I would say for the people that I really cared, I would say Justine, Daniel, and probably Jonah mainly. Cause you want like you, you know, you really want them to, oh to survive. Um, yeah. And the thing with the cannibalism, um, this is just like thinking because I don't obviously know a whole lot about different types of tribal cultures I just thought okay would they only do that because they're outsiders and that's something they would do to outsiders but do they do that to their own people and they think that's wrong or kind of thing that's kind of what I was curious about it's
3: a good question I, I mean you and that when you when you see the tribe like the village and stuff you do see like heads and things on spikes and all yeah. but yeah I don't know if those are people who encroaching on their land or if they have like sacrifices, you know, of different tribes, people that they sacrifice every now and then to feast upon.
2: You know what it reminds it, me oh. I'll read that story. I think it was going around last, like, like maybe a year ago about the island. I believe it's off the coast of India where there's like an island with, with a tribe on it. Very, very small tribe. And they do not obviously like outsiders. And someone brought this young man there. Like you have to pay people to kind of take you near the island. Well, then they wouldn't take you any further. So he went to the island, and they he was going to proselytize, like try to convert them or talk about Jesus to them. And they (laughs) they killed him, and they stuck him on a stake on their island. (laughs) This story (laughs) reminded me of this of that. it's that one. Dory. Other people knew not to go. <laughs> well, yeah, they knew not to go with
0: um and he was yeah. dumb he and naive and didn't. Yeah. yeah.
2: Hello.
3: Note to self if you I don't think
2: he there, even made it to shore before.
3: I saying, if you're to go out there, wear a suit of armor. Something yeah. where darts can't penetrate your skin. <laughs> yeah. They can't do anything.
2: But it is so interesting beautiful? to think that there are places that are not like uh, us at all. You know what I mean? Like I, why, I have heard why, kind of like civilized, like Western civils
1: I guess that's one of the reasons why I chose this movie too. It, it, that's what interested me about it, the fact that they're um, focusing on what is, is actually real life, these tribes. But whether or not they they participate in cannibalism or whatnot, we don't know. Maybe some do, some don't. But that's why I liked about this movie, like like showing different ways of life. You know, this primitive life versus our Westernized life. You know. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, well, Eric. I, I have heard, though, that um, I wish I'd looked this up before we had this conversation to make sure of all the details, but, but I had looked it up at one point uh, long ago that it, the, there are no, there are not very many documented cases of actual cannibalism. It's sort of a, a, myth, a myth that kind of got out of hand and, you know, used as a fear tactic to describe these kinds of, you know, more primitive peoples um, that don't, you, you have the same culture as us. But I think I think one of the themes of this movie is um, culture shock and the idea of Westerners sort of making certain assumptions and like when they when they first get into the city, if you remember, they see you know people going by in the city and they see that that I think a yeah. woman with the kid on her motorcycle and one of the girls makes a comment: "Can you believe that? No uh, helmet. It's practically child abuse." Okay, and, and it's sort of like you know what. Maybe get off your high horse. <laughs> you don't <laughs> know crap about these people, and um, I—it's I, a very pointed line of dialogue, I think, to say they have no idea what they're getting into. They—they ha- they make a lot of assumptions. They think they have some sort of moral authority, um, and they're going to get retribution for that kind of mentality, which they do in a very big way. And of course, you know, you wouldn't wish this kind of thing on anybody, but they—you know—they really get in over their heads quite a quite a bit. And that's what makes the leader of such a villain because he he kind of knew what they were possibly getting into, but he didn't share that with anybody. And, one, and then once it happened too, he also didn't really care about the survival of anyone else. Um, he wasn't trying to help anything really.
2: The, um, not to get off topic, but the only cannibalism that I really know that I've ever heard of has been serial killers. I just was listening to a podcast about a serial killer who lived in Maryland and he claimed that he cooked um, a few people um, that he had killed and cooked them with pork and he had like this little pit stop like barbecue and... (laughs) Like he would make sandwiches and sell them, but he would no. mix human meat with pork and beef. And he said, Oh, human meat tastes like pork. Um, oh, and he had fed it, people had bought the sandwiches. So that's disgusting.
3: Not, not that. to sound morbid, but if it tastes like pork, why not just buy pork? It's a lot less effort and probably cheaper than. Sourcing I think
2: he was, t- I mean, this is all, it's a
3: fetish. I know, I know it's a thing. Well,
2: He, wa- <laughs> he wanted to get rid of the bodies too. <laughs>
3: True. I mean, I guess it's, yeah, effective for him and efficient. Well, you still got to get rid of the bones. I mean,
0: often they solve cases because of bones, human bones found, you know, equals yeah. a body equals a crime mm-hmm. So, But we okay. also, I think we've all heard the story of the Donner party and, but that, you know, that's sort that's not fetishism. Survivalism. right? Fetishism. Oh my god! Why can't I say that word? It, it, it's survival. Yeah, exactly. So, so this
3: question, I think I, I'm allowed to ask it because of the topic of this movie. <laughs> can, will human bones turn to ash in a normal like fire that you have in a fire pit? And you just throw yeah. some bones in there.
2: You have to it, like a um, yeah. It has to be much hotter. I think yeah, it has to, like,
3: like they like do like at a, at at a place they do
2: The it. fire pits only get to like. Uh, Fifteen hundred okay. degrees or something.
0: Like a cre- like a crematorium would. Right. Be like a crematorium, have- yeah.
2: And even then, there are still a couple fragments or teeth that are have yeah. a really hard time.
0: That's something that has kind of haunted me when I when I see you know I have some ashes in my house actually but um when I see it on television or film or something somebody gets a box of ashes I think to myself don't shake it because oh. you know it may be mostly ash but what if you hear a little bit of knock and it's it's just uh, it's it's such a uh, horrifying idea. that that there might be little fragments of bone or teeth that didn't get, you know, charred up. um, Another,
2: okay, one more thing I was gonna, I, I forgot, it left my brain, but I wanted to talk about, I thought it was, I found it very, very humorous when they shoved the weed down into her yeah. stomach. <laughs> they all, that was like so, that was very smart. Very clever, yes. yes, Good idea. It was very
3: disturbing watching them have to shove it down. Oh, her.
2: yeah, that really bothered me. But then I thought, well, that was a yeah, good
3: idea. The effects were great.
2: <laughs> yes. It was, that Ooh. was hilarious.
0: Here's a question then following up on that. Like a lot of the things that they had to do or to sort of just experience, even like smelling their friend being cooked, do you
3: think you would have been able to do it or handle it? I don't know. I don't know what, have, what would have been worse. Smelling the friends getting cooked or smelling that girl's... Oh, food, you know, to the bathroom.
2: I thought, I also thought it was hilarious when all of the people were like, Ooh.
3: Yeah, they were laughing at her.
2: Yeah, <laughs> people.
0: I liked that because that was kind of a turning point in the movie because um, I think that was the point where Eli Roth is saying, in case you didn't realize already, all of these main characters are full of shit, and and it's about <laughs> it's about to come back to bite them in the ass, literally. <laughs> so he, he does that by starting it with this woman having to evacuate everything, and it's it's sort of like the realization that we have no fucking idea. We had no idea what we were doing, and now we're screwed.
4: Oh, um, I had a random flat. Okay, you know, um, I can't think of his name Megan Trainer's husband, um... oh,
3: Daryl Savara. He <laughs> just stole your thunder.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. Well, um. <laughs> Daryl, um, that he, okay, so, like, he was basically kind of entertaining those guys when they came up on him that were still kind of high. Um, when he was showing them, like, these crazy things with his fingers, do you think that's what set him off to be hungry? I <laughs>
0: you know, I was like, don't show them the, the cutting your finger off. <laughs> <laughs> You're reminding them of biting your fingers off. That's what I was yeah. wondering if that made him hungry.
3: Well, when, when, they, when they were doing, when he was doing that, I actually thought they would grab the thumb right there and try to bite it off immediately. Me yeah. too. I mean, not that what happened to him was much better, because it wasn't.
4: Yeah. Uh, that girl that was a runner that escaped initially, she was the one that was standing completely up on the stake, right? By the plane?
0: When they went No, Justin that was the original out. crew. Huh? No, that was the original crew, I think. Uh, the the exactly. people who died in the plane crash, the tribe went back and put them on the stakes. I, I forgot. The, a warning, probably.
3: The girl, yeah, the girl that ran away. They skinned her and ate her because you saw them wearing like her tattoos on their. Okay, body.
4: yeah, I was trying to. Uh,
3: that okay. Now oh, yeah, here's a question.
4: One of those people's little bowl things that when they got food to eat or something. Yeah, there,
3: there was only blood in
0: the bottom of it, but the guy Alejandro he claimed it's just like pork or something. But do you think they actually fed their friends to them? Maybe. Probably. I was
1: wondering why they didn't point somehow that that wasn't revealed like I like they either you know you know that's why I kept on thinking it was just pork and the more they, they wanted to reveal the skin or, of- yeah because
0: yeah. the others of the group didn't react about that being a possibility um, or, yeah, or it really, really was tough. just
3: pork because they did have pigs on the farm and I'm they didn't want to take it away from it being the reveal that the girl's skin is being used you know but, but they did put
0: um did they put blood in the bottom of the bowl or was it a part of the skin in the bottom that was part of skin i, I
3: thought, thought it was like... a part of the skin was that yeah. to
1: taunt them
0: it...
3: I, I don't know if it was to, i don't know if they were doing it to taunt them or just like hey these are the latest bowls we made. just feed it in that i don't know
1: what did you guys Maybe think of scene? sequel that shock you like, like was that a shock factor did you
0: expect yeah. that very little shocks me anymore, but but <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised that she was um, just suddenly dead and already skinned and eaten and everything. Well, um, for, even though the last song, the, she may have survived. But she My was, it,
1: it went black. So they probably shot her with a dart. That's why I think I figured
0: after we saw the skin her bowl. It just seemed like a scene cut to me. It was like, just oh, she mean, made a butt, blah, blah. You know.
3: Yeah, it's like you're you're supposed to think she did escape. Because They yeah. showed her in the boat, cut this elsewhere. Um, but I wanted Shelly, you were going to say something, then I wanted to answer his right. question of it being surprising.
2: I was just wondering, um, what were they pre- Why were they treating Justine differently? Why
1: was she a virgin?
3: I think She's she might have, that's, that's
1: why, that, yeah, because they, they broke her hymen
0: when they Oh, went okay. To her. Yeah. All right, yeah. I did not, I did not, I didn't I know what that I, I thought they were trying to find a woman Person who was, was per- doing. currently on her period.
1: Oh,
0: uh, that, that That, they that they makes were... more sense that they actually broke her hymen and when they saw yeah. the blood they realized, oh, you She's... know, unlike the others, she... Yeah. Virgin, yeah.
3: That's what I thought the same as Takiya, that they were checking to see which one of them was a virgin.
2: Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think that never even crossed my mind. But Wait, So then guess... what were they doing to... They were going to obviously mutilate her but like were they eventually going to kill her like what was the point
3: yeah i don't know what the end goal was with her
0: oh that's
1: good.
0: no maybe yeah. they were going to keep her for breeding stock because she oh. they could, because she was pure uh, as in virginal and also um that gave them the opportunity to to sort of what's the word not indoctrinate but um bring her into their culture by performing a ceremony on her and then use her for breeding stock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that sounds bad. I mean, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, make her part of the tribe and what her is to have children, that
2: um, and then the
0: others weren't acceptable because they were already tainted, and, mm-hmm. and, and before they had gone through the ceremony.
2: Well, first of all, it's very unscientific.
3: <laughs> well, um,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> so I had two, two quick things. Sorry, just before we change topic, in looking online, they're saying that the meat that they were fed was Samantha's meat that, oh, that she cool. saw like in the bowl. She saw that was a chunk of skin as part of the meat. They were being fed
4: Her tattoos. And she
3: realized that it was their friend that they're being fed. Okay. Um, that's one thing. The second part is Takia, You asked a question though. Were we surprised by that? Like that they revealed, Oh, Samantha's bodies being, you know, the tattoos and all that. I was going to say, um, like, I was surprised that she was captured because it looked like she got away. I wasn't surprised with the reveal because there's this TV show that I watched um, that, Eric, you got me to watch. Oh, shoot. What's it called? The um, Slasher? Yeah. And Slasher season, what, season two, is that the one in the Winter Lodge? Yeah. So in Slasher season two, I don't want to spoil stuff, but there's a very similar scene to that. And so somebody cooking up meat and seeing a tattoo on it and realizing they're cooking up somebody they knew. Is not a surprise to me anymore because Slasher oh, already had it. Well, yeah, I Slasher seen that copied two, actually. Slasher, co- Slasher then copied Green Inferno, possibly,
0: with that. So
1: I, well, I they, they,
0: neither me. of them would be the first that's done this. Oh, okay.
3: Um, I
1: asked the question because um, I thought it was kind of a creative way of, of, of a reveal just how someone, how they, how, how it was, how am I supposed to say, her kill was creative. If that makes sense. I know it sounds weird to say that, a creative kill, but. It was Craven. It was done. You didn't. You didn't know that she had. That she hadn't survived. And mm-hmm. I don't know. When I first saw the movie. I didn't expect that. And then she took the bowl and slit her throat. I mean, from, from all that. All that because she was already traumatized from everything. And right. so the whole thing was. I don't know if you saw it as a creative kill.
4: That makes sense. Was that the what um like was uh the last or her last straw basically because she's the, she saw her girlfriend get killed. Yeah. yeah there's no way she's
3: like there's no way out and i don't want to be tortured while they're trying to do this because she saw like with um shoot what was his name the first guy who died jonah jonah Jonah, like i mean his death was not fun right it was each eye individually then each limb individually and he was awake the entire Uh time so for this girl she's seeing everything that's happening to these people and she's like not me and she decided to kill herself
0: yeah which maybe, maybe she was the only one who really got out, <laughs> you know, Yeah, on her own terms.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, Justine got out, but she's going to be forever haunted by it. Is she going to become a vegetarian after yeah. this?
2: <laughs> like, I thought it was funny when that one girl said,
3: Ugh, uh,
0: Again. <laughs> yeah, and that's another like the the naivete. It's like, well, oh. you're gonna have to stop being vegan for this moment. Are you There's really no, come no, on. No, like, no. You, you can only be vegan in a world where it's possible, not yeah. in world, so. Yeah. Get over not it. when
2: you're trapped in a cage. Yes, in the, the jungle.
4: Their professor, um, how when she was in that class about how what they would do that to women about like female, yeah, FGM. yeah FGM. You know, like they say that. Are they just hoping Justin survived because? if they wanted to keep her, because did they say some, there's a fair amount of women that might not survive that because of all the blood they lose. Or
1: infection, yeah.
4: Or infection, yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess it would have
4: been like a, you don't even know if she would have made it or not if they wanted to keep her.
1: Yeah. is that
4: why she was like white then maybe to show that she was like a a virgin? Like pure? Yeah, maybe.
3: Could be.
0: Which one?
4: Uh, Just Just me. me.
3: Why they paint her
4: white.
0: I mean, they definitely seem to have color coding. Like most everyone is red. But yeah. the, the chieftain, the matriarch, is yellow. The executioner is black.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, not black, but, you know, black like death and nothingness. <laughs> because he's the executioner. And and yeah, so that would make sense that they paint her white as a virgin, you know, brand new.
4: So if she only had a little bit of red on before that. Do you think that was blood they put all over their body? Hmm. I don't uh, think that I, It looked more orange. I thought it was like mud. Okay. Like, like... I was like going to be even more disturbed if it was.
2: And I guess it could have been
4: blood.
3: I thought it was like blood, like from the animals they slaughter or something, but or like they use it to stain their skin or something. But I don't the know, other
4: people they slaughtered, I guess. I, don't know. I think
3: blood would uh flake, darken, and yeah, uh, and uh peel off. You're but true. I mean, they may have
0: mixed blood into something, but I was wondering, like, oh, I wonder what they use to tint their skin because uh, with the paint to paint their skin because they must have a lot of it because yeah. everyone's painted. Yeah. And then I was also thinking, when it rains, it must be really annoying, because the next day has to be all about repainting yourself.
3: And then the whole, like, village gets, like, red. (laughs) (laughs) I I
2: felt pained when she pulled that woman's... Oh, yeah. Or what, I don't know what you
3: call it, um, piercing? Yeah.
2: That wooden
3: thing, or whatever it was? Ooh. Yeah. 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 I was kind of like, that poor woman, she was just, you know, painting her. (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh, yeah <laughs> I, was she painting she was painting her or tenderizing her <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, think it was, I think it was butter yeah
2: well i i thought like if this were real wouldn't they kind of spread out how how often they eat them like i thought the same thing once you're done you're done you're not going to get a whole group like this again
3: yeah. Yeah, i was like they wow they're, they're just eating them all they
2: go,
0: they dinner eating.
4: For like a week or something
0: I don't know. They didn't have a
3: choice in a few cases, like the girl
0: who slit her throat. Yeah. Well, eat her now or don't. <laughs> um,
2: so, would you all have left Alejandro like she did?
0: Oh,
3: yeah.
2: I, I, don't know. I thought I would feel guilty. I thought, oh my but God.
3: But if you took Alejandro with you, he would, and they're, they're chasing you, he would have grabbed you and thrown you back there for them yeah. to get
0: could be but I, I do feel like it's possible in real life I would say well I have to just open the gate you know I'm, I'm not I'm like that's what I thought I thought at
2: least I'll. Open who knows And
0: I don't want to be responsible for it
1: yeah
0: okay so let's let's me ask you a question do you think that this movie is culturally insensitive and even racist in the fact that Eli Roth um, well exploits the idea of tribal cultures including actually filming with one um to make this movie
2: I had that thought while I was watching it.
0: Or because do you think that he has a bigger point? To make that
2: maybe it? I'm sorry, say that again.
0: Or do you think that maybe he has a, a, a point to make that justifies? Like what would that what would the point be? Well, I mean the point might be about about cultural naivete, about Western uh sort of imperialism, about uh, uh, you know, activism, misguided activism, any number of things like that, which are raised in the film, but uh, you know, obviously not explored too
3: deeply. Well, are those things, re- I mean, I've, I, the misguided activism or the exploitation of activism to help like corporations one up one another, does that actually happen? If it does, then I'm glad this movie showed that. Um, but I guess that's, and that's what I'm saying. I hope they don't do that. But if they do, hey, this movie's brought that to light. But that doesn't touch on your question about like insensitive or racist about like the tribe. Um, I think that's a whole other thing, which I'll let others touch on first.
2: I guess I don't know too much about like who this tribe was and how he found them and what their real what their real culture is and what. Yeah. I can answer that. All right, let's hear.
3: So Eli Roth, I think he was in the Amazon when they were scouting locations and stuff. Saw um, a hut that looked like a hut that he envisioned when he was writing the movie. Um, So the tribe um, that was there is a tribe that was isolated and they would only have contact with people outside of the tribe, like local uh, boats and stuff that would come like with shipments every now and then. The tribe was a very peaceful tribe. Uh, So it wasn't like this at all. That's the tribe he actually used for the movie. Uh, And what he did was, He needed to explain to them a few things. Like, first of all, he wanted to explain to them that he'd like them to be actors in this movie. But the first issue was they don't even have a concept of what a movie is. So he had to explain to them what the concept of a movie was. So he set up a TV, a generator, and I guess a VCR, a DVD player or something, and showed them a movie to explain to them, like, this is what it is, this is what I want you to do. And the movie he showed them was Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, that's a little kind of, uh, you know, risky like- to show that movie. But apparently the tribe was laughing throughout it. They found it very humorous. Maybe they found it humorous that they're being depicted like this. Um, but that's uh, how he explained to them what he wants to do. So there were a few people in the movie, in the tribe, that were real actors, like the executioner, the guy in all black, he was an actual actor. Um, oh. And uh, the little kid who saves the girl, who saves uh, Justine at the end, was an actor as well. I uh, know that. Yeah, but the rest of the tribe were all actually part of that tribe. And you, you, if you ever go back and watch it again, you'll notice that in some of the scenes, like when the... Uh, the corporations coming back again with their machines to, the, to do the deforestation and stuff. And they're all rallying together to get all their people to go and attack. You know, they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see some of them have these huge smiles on their faces. So I think they're just loving whatever this is that they're doing. You know, they're like, this is fun. And they're having a fun time. So you'll see some of them are running, like looking all serious, while some are le- running with these huge smiles on their faces. Um, So this tribe was, they tried to explain to them what this was and they were willing to participate. Hmm. um, Yeah, I
0: I think you could tell that, um, I think you could tell who are the actual actors because they usually were put in scenes where there's no way they would have been able to get that that kind of performance out of one of the tribes people because they don't really understand what's exactly what's happening. (laughs) So definitely the executioner, probably, you know the woman who was painting her for the ceremony who gets attacked. and I guess you said the little boy, right? The, and,
3: and apparently it was a little girl.
0: I think oh. it Emma was a <laughs> oops, little girl. sorry, please. I misgendered him, her. <laughs> uh, but also I, I noticed a few like scenes of the tribe that you could tell, um, you could tell they weren't shot at the same time as the uh, opposite scenes with the actual actors. It, it was just Eli catching the moments that he would be able to use later if he edited it right to make it look like it was all you know th- to have the same narrative flow um because he wouldn't be able to you know have the actors actually in a scene with them doing anything in particular because it would take a, a lot too many takes maybe to get them to actually do it but so i noticed a few things like that did you say that they they have experience with uh with outsiders like with the like you know first world people
3: um he i think elon um he was called him elon musk <laughs> <laughs> eli roth um <laughs> Basically, I think he had said something to the effect of like they, um, yeah, they had little contact with the outside world beyond the occasional supply boat. So
0: I, Mike, what I was wondering when I was thinking about that, because you told me this story before I even watched it, uh, was I wonder if any, you know, young person from the tribe, you know, growing up seeing like the supply boats or even, you know, now having gone through this experience, which was eight years ago, uh, if any of them are like, I kind of want to leave the tribe and go, like, join this world and find out what's going on, because you know that happens in a much less disparate cases where you know, let's just take like, you know, my example. Growing up in a small town, you go to the big city for the first time. You're like, I think I want to like leave where I'm from and and join this world and experience these things and learn these things. So this is, you know, a much bigger divide, obviously. But I wonder if it has ever happened.
1: Um, I, I would say with Amish, that happened. Did you, you read things about that, that them, um, doing a thing where they go <coughs>
0: to the um, right?
1: There's a springer, yeah.
0: But you know, that's not such a big divide either, right? Yeah. Also, I been, oh, I'm fascinated by the idea that like one of the children from this tribe, like at, going through this movie experience, it grows up think you know, with this, like, bug in their bonnet thinking, what was that? I want more of that. I want to understand what was going on. I want to leave you know, my family and my my home and maybe jump on one of these supply boats and see where it takes me.
1: Has that actually been done? Just in general <coughs> when these, a tribe member and putting them, I'd be interested to see it, like, a documentary something about that. I'm actually wondering if they'd ever done that. I think it would have yeah. been a now they had, but that is an interesting concept, um Eric, because, like, they you know, they, they, they come from, you know, making their own clothes, you know, hunting their food and, you know, doing these, these like really primitive rituals and things to, to go into a, a Westernized culture with cars and music and movies It's like, oh my gosh, brain overload. It's like, like I wonder how, and then, and then getting, getting civilized. That is an interesting concept I, I, I would like to see that someday in real life this would be a documentary on that or something. Did it, did it actually happen? You yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it would be an almost insurmountable culture shock. I, the, yeah. Probably the only thing that, that would really make it almost impossible to work for the person who wanted to do that would be the language barrier because there's probably um, no one who speaks the the specific language that there's that they speak with their with their with their tribe um, and so there's not going to be like translations out there for it. Obviously, they can't just put on a, a movie and watch it and, and have it be translated for them. Um, the way we can for most of the world's most prominent. So
2: how did he communicate with them? When he oh yeah, talking? I don't
3: know. Yeah, I don't know if he went with like people who stopped by there as part of these supply runs and stuff. So, you know, you have kind of like a local person who can have basic yeah. communications. I don't know. That's a very interesting question and I'd like to, maybe there's a making of this movie or something.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys know what a pigeon language is? <clears throat> so
3: uh, a pigeon language is sort of... Um,
0: when you have, um, so like, I mean, the, easy, the easiest way for me to describe it might be like a, a kind of real world example. So like, you know, I don't know, 200 years ago in uh, in Louisiana, uh, you have like a lot of different cult, you have the like, you know, native cultures and then you also, you, you have like the French coming and, and you have the English. And so I know that there was a, so I think it's sort of like a, a you know, it, it, I guess Spanglish would be the closest, Mm-hmm. approximation of a pidgin language where you sort of, you make up a new language that both parties, like there, there is a limited vocabulary, but both parties understand it using a combination of words um, uh, or a mix up of them that they can use to just get the work done they need to. So I don't know if like, for instance, these supply boat people have some like common terminology that they've worked out with the tribe that involves a little bit of both languages so that they can understand each other just for the business they have to do or for the interactions that are necessary for, you know, whatever, you know, contact they have. So there might be something like that is what I'm saying. Oh, like
2: Creole? Is that what?
0: That's what I'm trying.
3: Yeah. That was the one I'm trying to cage Creole. Yes. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So sorry, going back to the uh, several things that we talked about with this being a real tribe that they showed this movie and they're like, Hey, try to do this stuff. Do you think for the marijuana scene, he really got them high so they would act like that? (laughs) <laughs> that's a good I, question because that was interesting acting on their part. Yeah, they fun. were really enjoying whatever was going on and like really having fun with it. So I don't know how you get that across that I want you to act this way versus just being like, hey guys, smoke this or try this great thing we call a brownie. You
0: know? That would be, <laughs> that would be, that would be um, very inappropriate, I think.
3: It <laughs> would be, but uh, who knows. Um, I did wonder that- some of them were like literally rolling
0: on the ground, sort of like giggling about stuff. That
4: one yeah, guy thought I was very strong. <laughs> that gave it to the that one guy.
0: <laughs> well, it could be that they that what they did was they had the actors that they had on hand, like the the you know, Western world actors, um, plus members of the crew mm-hmm. just sort of um pantomime what the kind of behavior that they were looking for.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like,
0: you know, yeah. and then it, you know, because I was thinking to myself, like, oh, they don't even know what acting is. And I thought, well, that's dumb, Eric. Like, I think pretty much all peoples across the world grew up as children playing pretend like it's just something kids do because kids have an imagination. So they imagine that they're doing certain things. They pretend to be doing them yeah. <clears throat> and you're, you know, you're what you imagine depends on where you're from, but they, they definitely, I'm sure all of them played pretend when they were younger well, and they all understand so that just Sort of, of like things. that's how you explain to them, right? Like okay. this is what we're asking you to do. And I know it's kind of
3: weird what we're asking you to pretend, but here's what it looks like. Well, and people can understand the concept of mimicry, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm doing this thing, like, ah, and now I point to you, and I keep on going like that. Like now, you do it, and you know, you. Well,
2: shake- wouldn't you think maybe they would have some like storytelling that they would do? Probably. Yeah,
3: probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be like, yeah, For this thing happened to me, and this thing happened, and they're acting yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah, I did wonder
0: though. Um, can he? Can he really have gotten consent from these people?
2: That is what I was just thinking, because <laughs> if there's no one that speaks their language, even a a if someone came to me and spoke i mean, I mean, could they really I, I don't know if they've only seen that one movie do yeah. they it, I, it's very interesting question
3: this makes me want to watch like behind the scenes or making a yeah. Of, like,
0: so that'd be cool so by the way uh he as fahad said they he showed them cannibal holocaust yeah that's <laughs> in yeah. order to show them what to do um and thankfully they understood that it was pretend and not like yeah because when didn't when that
2: movie came out they had to prove that it wasn't real oh, yeah
0: yeah the, so, the actors had to show up in court so why that movie they were not
3: dead <laughs> <There Eli laughs> was one of his favorite movies of like that era that genre or whatever
0: it's it's not bad um i don't think i want to see that but uh apparently there was a quasi sequel or a movie that uh well the italians italian horror filmmakers had a habit of making sequels to movies that they didn't have the rights to make them (laughs) but they would call it you know a a sequel to so so there is a, a sequel to this um to cannibal holocaust Called uh, sometimes called Cannibal Holocaust Two, but sometimes called The Green Inferno, mm-hmm. and, but in mm-hmm. Italian. Uh, and so I think you know, obviously this is Eli Roth's homage to that. So he called it The Green Inferno, um, and, and it was his 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 know uh, yeah, addition to the to the the cannibal exploitation film mm-hmm. genre.
1: What should guys um, take on? Like, because everyone had they had the same answer, but how did you guys interpret the name The Green Inferno before
0: you saw it and then after you saw it? movie inferno is uh basically dante's inferno which is hell but so this they're in hell but it's the green inferno because it's the rainforest (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah everybody have a similar interpretation i'm sure even before the movie did you guys
2: um i didn't even think of it but i think that that's what i would what eric said is what i would go with i don't know what i thought beforehand I i knew what it was because Stuart. He said, oh, I don't think you'll like that. <laughs> he said, I watched that a few weeks or a few months ago or whenever. <laughs> so he sort of set, told me a little bit about I, um, it. So-
3: I, I, I like Eric's explanation. I'm going to go with that as well. But I will say the only time I really thought about the name of it is when they, um, the people had captured, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Daniel, you know, and Daniel and Justine were running away and they capture Daniel and they put him up on the pole. And they were putting something down at his feet. And before I knew it was the stuff like for the ants and everything, I thought they were putting, like, it looked like it was green. So what I thought they were doing was putting some kind of powder down and they were going to um, light him up and it was going to be flame. So I was like, oh, that's the green inferno. Oh, okay. that, that didn't happen. Ah. But that's where my mind was going. And I was like, oh, no, that's not. Is, I wonder there. if is it that- was shit. You what? I wonder if it was shit. Because I guess it's something that attracts those
0: ants, right? Um, yeah. uh, and I don't know if they're similar to, I don't know, hot flies or
3: whatever that land on shit, you know? <laughs> fun fact, those ants were actors also.
1: <laughs>
0: those <laughs> ants were CGI, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a hard time with the, you know, yeah, um insect swarm scene. I was mad
2: that oh, he died. I didn't want him, him to, I didn't realize his name was. Dead. I didn't want him to die. So now I think
1: about
3: it, yeah. I, yeah anyway, I
2: didn't, I didn't want him
3: to die. Yeah, I didn't mind him either. I thought, I thought he was going to at least make it a little further with her. I liked but. him. I was just, yeah. I felt I bad. I was for so him. mad when the plane crashed, and he finally found the phone, and he was reaching for it, and that's when he gets shot. I was like, if he was able to just grab it and stuff it in his pocket or something. Yeah. Or when
2: the guy was, like, looking for somebody, and then the, the propeller just took off. Oh, oh,
3: God. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> no. yeah.
0: My first thought was, that's how I die. I'm that guy. <laughs> I, I, I'm so discombobulated.
3: I'm so scared and panicked that yeah. I just
0: freak out and stand up and don't even pay attention
3: to the damn propeller, and I'm dead. <laughs> he was definitely disoriented and in shock, but it didn't even look like he stood <laughs> up into the propeller. He, like, walked into the propeller. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, you know, those are my, actually, my least favorite, not least favorite, that's not the word word, but my... um those are the deaths that I'm afraid of the most and hate the most are the ones where the person doesn't even have a chance because they didn't yeah. see it coming. So when somebody, you know, is just sort of, t- you know, talking in a scene and then a bullet goes through their head or an arrow or they yeah. stand up and walk into a propeller. I'm like, that is the saddest thing ever. And that yeah. terrifies me that I wouldn't even have a chance to save myself. Like there's nothing like it's just a horrible accident and you can't, you can't do anything about it. I hate that. Well, you guy. rather
3: have been in the cage cause you might've had a chance to get out yeah you know i'd rather a slow I death i think i would have
0: rather died in that and, plane crash just bus 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 the crash.
2: thought of just being slowly tortured and watching my friends or even they weren't really friends like people that you were with <laughs> one by one die just am i gonna be next Ugh. And then especially since they saw the way that Jonah died.
3: Yeah. That... What a way to start it off.
2: And, and then, All because, I blend, all because you just wanted D. that
0: sweet D. Yeah.
2: Didn't you think like, how could you, like, could you sleep? Like she fell asleep on Daniel or somebody and I, and they like, looks like they had, got, they got woken up by that little child. There's mm. No way I would have slept. Yeah, would have been I funny. guess if you
4: get so tired without having food and everything. Well, I don't know. I Me would be too, probably too terrified. Mm-hmm. The yeah. other guy he was um that went with them, he was basically their guide or whatever. He got hit, was that just head on from a tree or something?
3: Yeah, he died from the plane crash, right? I think he was thrown. Yeah, he got sucked out of the plane. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then you see him later on the ground like dead.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about activism. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. So um well. I always All come right. back to this. I, I don't know if you guys have seen it since so many people have, but the show Friends, have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> I, think so. I love it. Well, <laughs> probably knows where I'm going once I get started, but uh, there is an episode that is one of the few. I mean, I've probably seen most at this point, but out of order. But one of my favorites is the one where Phoebe is trying to prove that there's such a thing as true altruism. So she keeps trying to do good things for people throughout the episode but every time she does, she actually gets something out of it. And she she gets very frustrated because she was like, no, I want to do something where I don't get anything out of it to prove <laughs> that I literally did it just for someone else. And it turns out to be like practically impossible because you get something out of it every time. You either get attention, like somebody says, oh, you're so impressive, what a wonderful person. And you're like, no, stop, you know, stop telling me I'm a good person. I, and so, you know, uh, I think there's a, a point in this film made about, a, you know, each of these people has a bit of an ulterior motive maybe for joining this group and doing this and it's not great even our main character basically did it because she wanted to impress or sleep with the main guy you know before she found out he was a total dick um and and so you I know missed that.
2: how do you know how do you know that
0: well i think they point in the beginning they make a point like she's been noticing him for a while holding these other protests and and then she didn't want, you know, she didn't necessarily want to join the group until she was invited. And oh. as I think you pointed out that Jonah says to her, oh, well, Alejandro wanted you. He told yeah. me to invite you. And what then she's you? like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, I, you I know. read it the
3: same way that she was into um, Alejandro and that's more so why she was doing this than actually. Which doesn't
0: mean, doesn't mean she's a bad person and doesn't uh, want to help things. She got her into it. But um, yeah, there's a reason besides that, that she got into it. And there was a reason Alejandro was doing it that didn't have necessarily as much to do with actually solving the problem. But,
3: but also there was, when she was in the beginning staring at Alejandro, Alejandro's girlfriend caught her staring as well and gave her a look. Yeah. Like that's kind of built. And that's why Alejandro's girlfriend was mean to her throughout. Like yeah. even at that point where the um, the guys were holding uh, Justine at gunpoint and she's like, go ahead and shoot her and then you'll see what will do. Okay, Got I was enough. like, "God, oh, that woman is such a mm, oh, well, yeah, evil, mm-hmm. evil, evil person." I was happy when that arrow went through her throat.
1: Did, um,
4: <laughs> when she ended up joining, did Alejandro? Um, he didn't. He was saying how she, he didn't think she was ready. I don't know if maybe he already knew that she was a daughter of a her dad that was in the UN because Yo, was he using thought, her? Well, that, and I just felt like if you kept on saying, yeah, just saying you're not ready, maybe doesn't, sometimes stuff like that makes people want to join more provokes, or be yeah. a part of it more.
0: Oh, yeah. definitely. I mean, oh, yeah. But I, I thought
2: maybe he was like yeah. using her. If she came, then they could use her dad, wow. like her relationship with her dad.
4: Yeah. Because I was wondering if he knew that offhand or not. Yeah, I don't know.
0: C- can I ask you about her best friend in the beginning, her roommate? I was convinced actually that she might be
3: imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> I I she listen, her, like, no, but she's not. I, yeah. She's not because she said the Jewish comment or whatever, and that lady gave her a mean look. She's um, like, "What? I'm Jewish? It's okay."
0: But if <laughs> she was
3: having the conversation
0: with herself, the woman would still stare at her.
3: True. Mm.
0: She? I, I felt like there and there. You know, there was a You know, they had that whole scene where she's having like lunch with her dad, and they're having a whole conversation. And then you oh, don't yes. realize that the blonde has been sitting there. Oh yeah. Until the end, and it, and That's I'm sort of right. like, was she actually even there? <laughs> Whoa. Or is this her? Is this part of the part of her personality that? But tells the dad her, did talk to her. Her dumb ideas stopped doing them. Yeah. Maybe yeah, the dad knew she had a um.
2: She's the dad. Yeah, I was surprised that she was there,
0: but she asked the dad for his cheese biscuit and he said, You know, how about but I, you know, maybe, maybe, our, maybe Justine actually asked and the father was like, <laughs> Yeah, of course, you know. Well, you say, know say that too.
3: about anything you watch, saying like maybe it was that character actually saying that and acting that and eating that the whole time.
0: I, I think it was just, I, I realized that, but I think it was just the way it was films made it yeah. seem like it's possible she isn't real because other people don't really notice or interact with her to a great extent. It's mainly Justine. And this girl seems to be the only one who's telling Justine, this is a dumb idea. You're being stupid. You don't really believe this. Stop being an asshole. But she kind of leaves her behind and goes to Peru anyway.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they didn't even need the character because Justine doesn't even listen to her. Doesn't like It was a throwaway yes. character, which is weird though, because to Kia to what we were talking about earlier before we started the um, this discussion, officially was when you were talking about oh there's somebody in this movie you know like that, that does everybody recognize this person and you were talking about daryl uh, sabara from spy kids and i was like that oh what it wasn't him it is him it's it is Spy him. kid you no, saw Spy kids I dick
1: talking-
3: it <laughs> is him. i didn't want to look at that either Ugh. i did i was very excited oh were you talking about sky when he was
1: playing oh. nice. guys
3: Right, Hi. Um, you, wait. Oh wait. Wait. No. Let me finish my thought, though. I, I thought you were talking about Daryl Sabara. That's the guy from Spy Kids, the kid, and Megan Trainer's husband. Yep. Uh, I didn't know, the know what. Takiya, yes, it's him. It's it the boy. Him. from Spy no, Kids. No, guys. I'm not saying
1: that. No. I said no. I did not know that was him. Was oh, okay. okay. Him. Well,
3: until I was so so. I think you're then <laughs> referring to Susan's ex-husband from Desperate Housewives.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay,
3: that's kind of weird that you. I thought you were pointing out Daryl Sabara, which oh, no, pop I the same guy. Oh, that was Susan's ex-husband. That's Susan's ex-husband. Yes. The, yeah. the father. That's
1: who I was yes. talking about. I didn't recognize anybody else in the movie. Okay,
3: so takia <laughs> Lars, the redhead kid who gets killed. That's, that's the that's the boy from Spy Kids.
1: Oh, the redhead <laughs> kid.
3: This is crazy. I think Eric, Ruth, and I all thought Takia was referring to him before you came on. Oh, that's
4: what I thought. I was, was like, I
3: there's somebody that you all will recognize in this thing that, you know, but nobody else you'll recognize in the movie. Yeah. So I think well, we all, are, them. bye kid. What I said was, there's a, there's a guy that some of you might recognize,
1: in terms of like me, you, and whoever else watched us or housewives. And some of you, yeah, like, all, no. <laughs> like, all you guys.
3: That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so all of us will recognize the kid from Spy, uh, Spy Kids.
0: I, yes, yeah. I didn't. I had to I find out who he
3: was. Oh, I recognize that it was him, but uh, but I uh, recognize
0: someone else that none of you will recognize.
3: Well, so then I was going to say then uh, the best friend. The reason I'm bringing this up, the best friend is played by uh, a p- person who tried to be a pop star named Sky Ferreira. You I guys made up the name. Oh. Yeah, I remember. Oh. I recognize
0: yeah. the name. I don't know That's
3: anything about her. Yes, yeah, so she played uh the best friend. You didn't know, watch
0: her.
4: I thought um when uh, her friend with uh what's her face, Justine was about to leave and she was about to say something and then she was like, never mind. I thought that was gonna be her she was gonna, like confess her right. love for her or something. <laughs> oh
3: like <laughs> I love you.
1: <laughs> Wait, what's Skype for <laughs> where from?
3: She was a po- she tried to be a pop star. Okay. But is that the only reason that we
0: would recognize that name? I'm I, looking up.
3: Uh Takiya, I never saw the movie, but she was in Baby Driver.
0: What was she play? I
3: was baby yeah, Driver. We saw that. Yeah, she played Takiya, baby was, mom.
1: Uh, oh, good lord, she, she was looks like fifteen. How how did she played, played her mom. mom? Played
4: his
3: mom? I don't know. It's played, played baby mom.
0: She was mom. she his mom when he was like in a flashback when he was a toddler or something? <laughs> <laughs> even that, how old was she? Because they're like the South same age, right? <laughs> About 20,
3: money, but- was like- so, so in summary, Daryl Sabara, who played Lars, was from Spy Kids and is married to um, Megan Trainer. Richard Bergey, or Burgie, who plays um, Justine's father, was Susan's <laughs> ex-husband in Desperate Housewives. And Sky Ferrero tried to be a pop star at some point, maybe had a semi-hit or something, but also played Baby's mom in flashback scenes in Baby Driver. And then Eric, there's a the fourth person you've recognized.
0: Yes, oh, I, I guess I'll tell you. Uh, uh, Samantha, the tattooed lesbian with mm-hmm. the red hair.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Her name is uh, Magda Ponowicz, I think. Oh. Uh, I hate her. Oh, what <laughs> she mean? It's, it, it's probably not her fault I hate her so much, but she. the first time I ever saw her was she was a major character on, well, like a B-level, B but still major character in uh, a, a Canadian sci-fi show called Continuum, which I told Fahad to watch. It has Rachel Nichols, and I think you kind of like her, right? And it has Eric, uh, Eric Knudsen from uh, Scream 4, right?
4: Which one? Yeah. Is you? Uh
0: Anyway, I really enjoyed that show. But, yeah. uh, but uh, she plays his love interest in Continuum, and, and I hated every single <laughs> second she was on screen. I just can't stand her. She was also in the short-lived Caprica. And I hated her less in Caprica. So maybe it was just the character, but now I, I have a very bad taste in my mouth about her. So I just, I was really happy when she died.
4: <laughs> well, she said she was a runner and she could outrun everyone, but I guess- I,
0: And then you, I, by the way, that bothered me because she was like, I was in track, I can run very fast. I was like, okay, fair enough. But then she gets out of the cage and we watch her run. And I'm like, you don't look like a track star. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. This looks like you know Fahad and Shelley when they were co-captains of the track team. <laughs> Is that
1: like an a, big, a tree or
0: something? Cross country. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to keep teasing you guys. Okay, now where did we leave off?
1: <laughs> Speaking of uh, people dying first and stuff, we just said I was surprised that the uh, the black guy died first. That always happens in all the horror movies, the '80s.
0: <laughs> well, I yeah, the cast was not super diverse, and then yeah. they kill him.
3: <laughs> well, the cast was diverse in the sense that the cast had a lot of for, uh, foreign, like accent people Four. in. Right? Yeah. You had Alejandro. You had um, Alejandro's girlfriend was from somewhere else, and there's like two or three other people with other accents as well. So they were diverse in that sense.
1: And the tribe.
3: And the tribe was very
1: was diverse. <laughs> I didn't say yeah. it was. Because I didn't think it was racist. I I just thought it was kind of interesting that it went back to the the AIDS thing of, of a minority or someone being killed for a black eye being the token black eye being killed first. Well, like, you know, does,
0: what it does go back to though is that in in these kinds of in the in the cannibal exploitation films, it it usually is it's a group of white people who are seen for the first time ever by a tribe, really? uh, and and then you know take you know they whatever but uh, I mean because you know when they were first coming into the tribe you saw how they reacted to the one who was really really blonde they even like tore her hair out I know wow look at this this is different you know and they're gonna eat her anyway so like I'm just gonna take a chunk of hair yeah and I was like yeah so I think you know maybe just to keep playing on that side of it instead of you know they could have had a lot of other actors in the group but But it sort of helps that part of the storyline to be like, you know, they're really all fish out of water here. They have no idea what they're doing. And they're totally alien to these people. So they look like the enemy. They can't look like they might belong because then that would create a confusing storyline. But but it it also lends to the story of the Western American uh, sort of naive activist plot line you know like they they they've come here thinking they know what's right and wrong and they don't really know anything
3: well to yeah. takia's point though about jonah being the first to die though and you know that that being a little surprising because he you know he was the one non-white person and he's the first to die i i think where i found it surprising was you know he's being billed as kind of the nice guy he was the one looking out for justine and yeah. i what by killing him first it sets the stakes pretty high like hey it's- they're not there's This movie is not kidding, not joking. Any one of them can die. Let's start with the nice guy that you thought was going to make it to the end.
0: Potentially. It, it also means by killing the nice oh, guy who was wrong. actually helpful, by killing the nice guy that was, also, uh, uh, that was also helpful, it also tells you like, oh, they're really screwed because the rest of them don't really look out for each other, you know? Mm-hmm he was the only one who looked out for anyone, mainly Justine, but it seemed like he was nice enough to look out for other people. Once he's gone, it's like, well, now all that's left are these people that I do not trust and they're not going to be nice to me. They're Except not going to be Except
2: Daniel. He looked out well,
0: for Yeah, He seemed like a nice... See, again, they didn't characterize these people very mm-hmm. deeply. So before they got caught, like, I barely even noticed Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know anything about his personality. Yeah. I so, agree. I mean, that didn't really work in its favor to convince me that you know he was a good person but
2: do you think that their hearts were hearts were in the right place going there i mean do you think that they were trying to do the right thing alejandro only no. well, not alejandro, but the other people
3: i think the other were i think some of them were going there to try to do the right like i think some of them believed in the cause and were was going- he
2: trying to convince them to go in order to make money
0: that
3: was, I think he was. Gonna, I think Alejandro was going to get some kickback out of it. Okay. Um, well, he
0: also. I mean, he specifically said he considered this a necessary evil to get their activist group more attention, so they could do better work. Which I mean, I guess you can say like sure, but that's a really, um, really nihilistic sort, and uh, I don't know. Some people might say a realist approach. Part of the point of this too is that. A lot of activism happens with the very young. Mm-hmm. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it's something that people at our age should remember so that we don't grow into old people who say, you know, just sort of say, ugh, young people always being uppity and they don't know what they're talking about. And, uh, because the point is like, they're the only ones actually standing up for stuff. And we all get very complacent in our lives and stop fighting for stuff. So we should look to them for that sort of energy and, and, and support them, but also provide them wisdom because they didn't know what, you know, yes. Often they really don't even know the whole story. Like they're you know, 18 to 20 year olds don't fucking have any idea how the world works. So they may have some great ideas, but they're, they're very naive. Yeah, And obviously these people were very naive, so much so that they may have like wanted to help, but they also, none of them looked very deeply at what they were about to do. They let some guy put them on a plane and take them here and didn't do their own research about what this was gonna be like and what they should expect in another country, another culture, in the rainforest. They didn't do any of that because they're dumb kids. And so, so, you know, even if they had uh, sort of good intentions, they're also they have that really like annoying like college age attitude about stuff, where they think they know everything, they think they're absolutely right, um, and they don't consider things very deeply. Yeah. It reminds me of the case the case
1: with um that boy uh, Otto Warmbier he uh, a few years ago he uh he was with a group of students in North Korea, North Korea? And, and, and yeah he was in North Korea and, he, and he, uh, with a group of college students he was a college himself And he took a of course camp starts up now he's he talking about that yeah, yeah, wall. yeah he took a, pla- a post off the wall and but but be, and you know you should know you should be taught that you don't do things like that in this particular communist or uh, this, this regime country you know and and to be yeah. yeah it's like why didn't anyone teach them that i mean i feel like i don't know i just don't feel like parents teach their kids that they're so busy trying to be their friend and they don't teach them how to respect other people, other, other cultures and things
0: when you, when you travel, you know, like how, that how, was a depressing was, story, too, considering. what. Yeah. Happened.
1: Oh my yeah,
2: they,
0: they, they, and yeah. I can kind of forgive him because, I mean, maybe people did teach him that. But if really yeah. all he did was he thought, oh, I'm just I'm taking a piece of paper, maybe to keep as a souvenir or something that uh, it's unfortunate he was young enough to think that maybe that wouldn't have been such a big deal. So, somebody should have, yeah, I mean, certainly somebody should have impressed upon him a little more harshly uh, what uh, the North Korean government is like. Really? You know, it doesn't matter how little you they don't. Yeah, I was just picking, backing off your idea of, of, of what you were saying about, like, the naive
1: 90 college kid. He thought, he popped my mind when you guys said that, was a, you yeah. know, story, so, yeah. I have one more thing about, uh, get back to the tribe, if you guys, if you, you, you were still going, sorry, I to. Gonna... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. um interesting with the tribe you hated them and you also could see their sense of family and how, how they work together as a group and they were a family what, what do you guys see in the, that dynamic you're, you're hating them for killing these people but then they kill these people because they thought that they were the enemy and they're trying to protect their family how does that play with your mind do you still hate them or do you still like i don't to explain it like, like um i actually
0: i actually didn't hate them
1: do you see that their, their sense of like they're just they want to be left alone? They're, they're just trying to live, and they have their own like and with their own government, their own way of things. Like the there's that head woman with the with the funny eye, with, with the, the, the gaunt. You know she, you know they, they have like what a westernized culture has, but it's just in their own tribal primitive way. You know, like do you feel sorry oh, for them, and then or do you um be mad that they
0: good. Yeah. i definitely didn't i don't think that i actually hated them i was maybe frustrated that they didn't uh sh- this is a cultural thing share my same values of all life is worthwhile Ooh, because good. To, because to them apparently part of their culture is anything outside of our tribe that's not us so it's not so to us that's just they're just animals and we can do what we want um especially if they are a threat in some way, or we perceive them to be, you know, we have a very uh, first world idea that, you know, even if somebody is a threat, even if they're not like us, we need, we need to respect life. Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, we're coming from when we're watching it. So it's, it's, it's hard to hate them for that because it's just like, well, I mean, it's not our business. To, if they don't even uh, have the same concepts as us. So how can I say to them or be, or be angry with them? Just like her at the end, like, how can she really be that angry with them and want revenge when they don't know what they were doing in her conception of it? They were they,
3: good. I was just saying they were just doing what they know to do. Like that's their culture, that's their world. And up until the point they were eaten, if you think about it, they do what all other countries around the world do. You trespass illegally onto their land, they're going to lock you up. That's what we do here in America. You yeah. illegally cross over and we're going to lock you up. You do that in other countries, we'll lock you up. It's just in their culture they decide to eat you as well, um, yeah. and that's just how their culture is, unfortunately. Um, but like Paris' point, they don't know anything better than that or that's, different.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say words used like like better uh, necessarily, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, no. they don't know
3: different. They don't know anything different than that. Like that's their culture and the way that their tribe works.
1: You guys hit the question very nicely and that's that's one that's another reason why i like like this movie it, it makes you because garnishes good discussions about you know well my was yeah
2: go ahead my question would be but are there practices or things that if any culture did them that we could all oh. condemn as negative hmm. Hmm. female genital genital mutilation they were going to they practiced that they were yeah. going to do that to Justine, and so I assumed that they do it to all the women. Could we agree that there's no positive to that, or do we sit back and say, "Well, that's their culture"?
1: But then it's interesting because even in, I, I read about stories in the past. Even within the culture, you had these women on TV, on TV or party culture, but we we're trying to get this banned. Well, yeah, you know, because there's no out. positive to it. It's
0: terrible. It's, it's, yeah, it's, as, it's, it, it's awful. awful. I mean, it's really. Yeah. awful, and in- I, I think it's still the same thing, but what we would, you you couldn't step in and say, uh, stop this, it's wrong, and like force them. The only recourse you would have is just to, to try to, 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 to go come to them and, and describe why we think that it's not right, and that hope, and hope that over time they would come to that conclusion, because I, I'm sure that there, I don't know what they are, but I'm sure there are people's cultures that long ago in time did this practice and they don't anymore. And we used to do a lot of terrible things to people. We used to do a lot of terrible things to women, uh, you know, in, in American or, you know, just Western culture in general did lots and lots of terrible things to different types of people and the culture, you know, we had to, you know, people had to be convinced that it was wrong and then process that for a time. And then eventually get to a point where we, we consider that to be the past and we don't do it anymore. And there's still things we do to people that we shouldn't be doing, but we do. I mean, they used to lobotomize people for all kinds of illnesses because they didn't recognize them as illnesses. That's barbaric, you know, and it's not very much different than, than a, you know, genital mutilation. Uh, And now we've, you know, and this was only like a couple decades ago. So, and now we realize we were very wrong about that. We didn't understand the situation that these people were in. We weren't taking care of them in the right way. This is barbaric. We're not going to do it anymore. But, you know, it is their culture. I, I do think, though, that there are some cultures around the world who still practice female genital, genital mutilation that are progressed enough that they should know that that it, that it is wrong. Right. And I'm sure that the women involved, I'm sure there is a, a, a well, you know, a group of them, maybe still just a small fraction that would say it's wrong and would want to stand up. And maybe they do, or maybe they're not listened to, or maybe they're still too afraid to stand up. But
1: well, yeah, and well, they have been, Eric. I saw, I saw this. In docu- you're, you're right. There were, there were some, there were some cases I saw on NBC, ABC and NBC over the years about um, these the same women that were that were in the those tribes, and they, you know, they, they, they escaped to not have FGM done done to them. So, they, so there have been some documentaries about it, or, or just some, you know, ABC specials and stuff like that over the past. So, I was wondering if you guys see any of those. Maybe, or maybe not, but.
0: Yeah, I've seen that's where I'm like coming from is I've yeah. seen in the past, you know, uh, documentaries yeah. about that or news stories. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I, generally, my opinion is it's it's really not cool to for, you know, imperialist culture to step in. another country and start telling people what's right and wrong uh including that boy who got shot off the coast of some aboriginal tribe trying to come tell them about jesus no it's it's not your business it's not you know but you know but you know trying to just sort of you know make an example or reach out to the people who might disagree and let that culture that people build their own resistance towards you know the, the culture has to be changed from within you can't come down from on high and say, I'm a moral authority and this is not right.
3: But can you at least come to them from a perspective of trying to just help them understand that what you're doing in some of these cases is not helping, it's harmful. Like, If it comes to bodily harm or harming a person, whether that's FGM or killing people, sacrificing people, isn't that something that, like is there a way that you can educate them to let them know that this is- harmful practice to people and is not actually doing any good. Like when it comes to human life, yeah. you know, to help others learn the mistakes that we made and we learn from so that they don't continue to make the I same.
2: Mean, do you think that, but like, okay, so in, in China right now, the Uyghur Muslims who are being held on concentration, I mean, are we, do we, are we not allow, like, do you feel like we're not, it's not a, our place As Americans to, I mean, do do we have a place to step in and try to save, to right wrongs, to stop things that are atrocious from happening? Like things that are so unspeakable
0: that it's so horrible. I think, I think, I don't know. God, we're really getting into it now. (laughs) And, and I, and I, I want to say right now, I don't think that I have a final opinion on any of this. So I'm just sort of sharing what I'm thinking right now. And every single time you guys say something new, I'm like, oh, well now I'm not sure about what I just said. <laughs> because I would say yes, Shelley. And in that specific case, I think part of the problem is proving without a shadow of a doubt that it is a human rights crisis and to what degree it is. Uh, and then you get other politics into it, which is, you know, if we, if we make that kind of s- a statement to China... Are we declaring war? You know, are you know we we certainly can't like parachute in there and try to liberate people or stop something by force, um, because that would basically start a war with China. So you have considerations like that. So on a small on a smaller scale, though, example I know. But then I think about maybe- like. If we don't do that, like if we, like
2: Taiwan, like we say, we don't protect them, we just, do we let things happen? If we are a country, sorry, this is completely has nothing to do with the movie, but if we're a country that has so much money and so many resources and we don't defend the little guy from just being wiped out or taken over or, you know, what, then what good is it? Then what, how,
0: how can we? Like, what, is, what is the respect of other people and their culture and, and values and opinion and autonomy? What is that? How do you value that Weighed against your concept of right and wrong?
3: Well, I think the line drawn is human rights. If you're violating somebody's human rights by torturing them, killing them, putting them in concentration camps, sacrificing FGM. Where but comes-
0: who defines
3: human rights? The well in the concept of China aren't they a member of the United Nations didn't they sign up for what all of that is defined as yeah that's true I mean so can't they be brought to bear like brought to um, in front for the crimes that they're potentially committing uh,
0: in certain ways I mean there's an inter- international court right but like I said you 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 are you're brought down by the what how can you prove the whether human rights are being violated, you know, the, the extent so, of it's
3: Right, so without going into all the different types of human rights potential like violations, if you go to just the basic bodily harm and death. That can be very hard to prove,
0: that's the problem. Like if you watch a documentary on the weaker situation, you'll see so that you it, they, have had, really they have a hard happening? time proving that um, that's
2: really happening? Like, you do you think saying, that's yeah. like
0: made up? No, I think it's really happening. Uh, but that's my opinion. The problem, you know, have you ever like seen a court case where you're like, oh, it's very obvious what happened, but it comes down to whether it can be proven to a, to a legal standard in a court's, and and sometimes they don't want to bring things to court because they're like, we wouldn't be able to prove it to a legal standard, and and we would end up losing the case, and it would create a terrible precedent, or it would you know it would absolutely devastate the victims involved you know they have to walk this line where like we have to make sure if we bring something to court that we can actually uh, prove to a legal standard that it ha- because they re- they require things that we wouldn't as an individual person require to understand that something really happened, well, but I- the legal system would require it and you could get caught in a terrible situation if you don't come prepared for that
3: well i think what shelly and i are getting at is in cases where it's been proven like that these like I think this all stemmed from the idea of, you know, these tribes are eating people and doing FGM and stuff. And like in this in in the context of this movie, we saw it happen like it's happening. Anybody can go there and see the heads on stakes and see things like them, them eating people. So in the cases where it's proven, are we able to go and try to either educate them that this stuff is wrong? You shouldn't be doing this or just say it's their culture. It's what they do.
0: And that's a different conversation because that's a very different situation. Well, it's, I think, it's, that's, like, I think it's that's what started fun. it. And I think we just I kind think, of yeah. went
3: off on tangents a bit. Well, like, if we're
0: gonna go back, then that's a different situation. It's an uncontacted tribe, right? Where we definitely can't like just descend upon them and say, stop. We would have to, we either just let them evolve on their own. This is something I was gonna bring up earlier. Is, do you guys know the, the prime directive concept in Star Trek? No. Uh-huh. okay well okay so in star trek i'm a big big trekkie in star trek they have something called the prime directive that the entire federation is has to abide by which means they explore the galaxy right and so sometimes they encounter uh planets and peoples that have never met other peoples outside uh you know they don't even know that there are peoples traveling the galaxy they probably have not even discovered space flight. Um, so the prime directive means we're, we are not allowed to tell them who we are to, to affect their culture or the, the natural evolution of their culture or people in any way because it's their right to evolve on their own terms, to become, because otherwise what we're doing is we're imposing our own values and concepts on them. And that just sort of basically kills their culture and they become part of ours. And that's a, that's a bit racist. It's a bit, you know, ethnocentric. So, uh, so that's why in Star Trek, they're not allowed, to, they're not allowed to reveal that a Federation even exists or that all these other peoples in the world, in the universe exist until a culture gets to the point where they develop their own um, interstellar spaceflight. Because at that point we can basically assume they're going to encounter other people soon because they're gonna start traveling the galaxy themselves and they'll run into people Uh, so it's sort of like a compromise, like, well, I guess now we can tell them, we can reveal to them that everything already exists, (laughs) but, you know, still not try to like impose anything on them. But so that's the same thing. It's like, you know, why is it our business to find this tribe who's never been contacted and say, there's a certain way to be, and we demand that you be it. That's not fair.
3: Well, I think this is the reason why activism is a thing and has risen and, you know, people are out there doing this is because the governments understand that this is a very touchy topic and understand that, you know, the boundaries that might exist and because they can't really go or their hands are tied with it. That's why activism rises up and people. That's not the
0: prime directive because that is only.
3: I'm not talking about prime direct. I'm not talking about the Star Trek thing. I'm just going back to.
0: Okay. That's fine because. Yeah, I wasn't, I
3: wasn't referring back to.
0: Countries that are connected with the rest of the world, you know, communication wise so everyone should be aware of the way everyone else thinks so there is a reasonable expectation that they should make certain decisions about right and wrong i mean i say reasonable maybe somebody else doesn't but although then you get into concept you know problems like with uh, china russia north korea that have state controlled media so their whole populations maybe maybe they don't actually see the world the way the rest of us do because It's being curated for them by people who want them to believe certain things. So we can't really blame those people for anything that they say or do because they actually haven't heard the whole story. We can definitely blame their leaders though, because the leaders know the whole story. They're just keeping it from people.
2: And I'd like to think that there are certain things that are just obviously right, whether your culture says it's right or not. I don't know if maybe right's not the correct word, but harming people, harming children. Like humane. Yeah. Can I assume yeah. can I assume then that you are anti-capital punishment? Sure. You can assume that. Yes, absolutely. But people that that are capital I'm against the death penalty, but that's what does that have to do with anything? That I don't I don't think that that I, I think that we're all high and mighty because we say that we're gonna murder someone that has raped and
0: tortured children. No, I was I, just, I was making sure that you, if you're saying like that, you know, harm against another person is a bad thing, that that extends to whether or not that, because ex- well, what I'm, what I'm pointing out is there's even moral ambigu- ambiguity in, in our own, like first world morality, which is- I, I is don't think okay what I'm saying is Western themselves?
2: American like- You're just saying so, in
3: like, humanity. I'm
2: just talking about inhumanity. Mm-hmm. I think that there are things that are right that are that are that are moral and but there are things, things that are. A,
0: not. a lot of people in this country would say well like, i don't care what they say i'm it, saying well <laughs> yeah, that's what i asked i was like can i assume that you are against cannibal punishment because if by what you said i was like you should be <laughs> and, well so um, what, yeah. what are you what are you trying to insinuate
2: about me <laughs> <'Cause I'm, laughs>
0: No, not Catholic. insinuating the white that, I, that I, no, anyway. I, I was hoping that was your answer do you know what i mean no i don't understand that i don't i, I, I don't think that was your answer because what you were saying was was what i was saying was yes there yeah. harming people is wrong but there are people who believe in capital punishment in this i country. don't care what other people think i'm saying that there uh, are more i'm not finished i'm not finished there are people in this country who would say that what you just said but also believe in capital punishment
3: but shelley's not one of them Exactly,
0: and I'm happy that that's the case. That's why I'm not one of them. No, that's why I asked.
3: (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm not one of them either. I don't think it's our right to say to kill anybody. but I don't.
2: I don't believe that you couldn't see how, in some cases, people would wish that. Oh no, that were your child that got raped and murdered.
0: Right. I wish for people to be dead for much less, <laughs> and uh, but I wouldn't. I would never do it. <laughs> but I, I would, you know. But, to your, point, but to your
3: point, Shelly, your point, I agree. Like, there's certain basic things that you would just think are. I mean, right? Like you said, right's the wrong word, but like harming oh. a person, like cutting a person open or kill. You know, like there's certain things that you just feel like across the board, whether it's Western civilization or not, that you just shouldn't do
2: yeah agreed
3: at at a very basic level without having to define human rights or any of that kind of stuff i mean before like the civilizations got to where they were even back then there were rules like you know don't harm these harm a person don't kill a person
0: but it also it comes down to your definition of harm so what if uh, for instance the tribe in this movie what if their definition of harm is any outsider because that could cause harm so it's too dangerous to to allow so kidnap them kill them eat them course. because don't waste meat.
3: <laughs> or kidnap them and take them somewhere else and leave them there away maybe them. There
0: that doesn't such solve your problem, problem when you're uh, when you're uh you know when you're a tribe trying to protect because that person could make their way back to you
4: maybe what if there was such a language barrier too <laughs> i know that would
2: only no. get you so far know about what you're saying because then couldn't you say well that anyone that's crossing our border and coming in they're an outsider do they deserve to be round up and shot because okay. if and this tribe say, is lost, people say that is my point our
0: tribe doing that you, you you realize that i'm not saying that's right i i'm i'm saying this is the difficulty in
2: i know but if we're police. not judging them for doing that,
0: so you
1: just
0: touch made my point them. because you just made my point because there are people in the in this country who do think that about people who come over the border.
3: But yeah, but, but, we, but the thing so on that, site. But, <laughs> but the thing is that we don't do that. Are there are people who That's think it. That's what I'm saying. There are people so who we're, think we're, it. But our we country. Not, has not made we that do not that round up people but, and murder them. Exactly,
0: our country has not yet made that uh, has not codified that as acceptable. But there are people sure. who want it to be acceptable.
3: There are people who want it oh, to be acceptable. There
0: are not people that want so to,
3: That's where you, you get into difficult
2: in the difficulty how do
0: you, I don't, you know, I
2: don't who believe gets to that. decide? Most far-right person doesn't want to do that. They do. <laughs> no, they do not. They I don't do. They,
3: they say they so. They do They do not.
2: They I don't do. believe
3: that. I don't, I don't think know. our country is going to get to a point where they're going to legalize shooting a person no. for crossing the border. No. I didn't. Oh, God, my God, Fahad. No, 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 no. I'm just getting to the point of comparing this whole thing to the tribes where they're thinking somebody's encroaching on their land, so it's okay to capture them and kill them. I don't, in our, our country, it's not allowed, so. And I didn't say it was, and I didn't say that I believed that it was going to be.
0: I'm, I'm just talking about how difficult it is to determine what is right and wrong and, and who gets to make that decision. It's usually out of our hands and and it's on the subject of how do we get the right to go in somewhere and say what is right or wrong why do we get to be the ones to say and why would they listen to us as saying what is right or wrong because we have the same issues in our culture too
2: i guess you And luckily we
0: have a government who does not yet agree with any activism it. why is what you're saying
2: that you're an activist about why are you, why is whatever you're activating or whatever word why is what you're being an activist for right. Like why you could
0: even say that? Like what makes exactly. it right? That's exactly the point. So the nothing is right. So, so is that what we say? That's like, the a great existential philosophical debate. <laughs> is there such a thing as right, and wrong? Yes, I we believe all, so. We all yes, just decide little by little. So it's hard to judge another culture by what they're, it's hard to judge another culture by what they're doing considering those existential ideas
3: okay well well here's the question why did they have to keep jonah or whatever his name is alive while they scooped his eyeballs out and cut off his limbs uh it
0: keeps the meat warm if you kill it while it's still alive with your eyes kill it while it's still alive that makes no sense Uh, (laughs) if you harvest harvest it while it's still alive
3: they heat they heat up the meat though so sure but
0: they cut off all his limbs and everything while he was still alive well, his body still would have been warm. Yeah, they kept him alive as long as possible. For, for I mean, I mean that that's a theory. I don't eat people, yeah. but you
3: know. I, I don't know. Just that I'm just getting to the point of like, if they were doing it because it could be harmful to their place, so they're killing these people. Well, they didn't need to. They could kill the person they, first. They torture then, them. Yeah, it was a form of torture. Like is torture. I'm just trying to get to the point. Like in my beliefs, I feel like there are vi- are a few things you can definitely say are right or wrong and to me when it comes to killing a person who has not shown that they're going to harm you i guess that could go into a whole other thing but yeah. but, but 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 okay so okay let's say let's say that you thought that they're going to harm you killing a person let's just say that that's fine if they're going to harm you but why do you need to torture them before you kill them
0: well i also made a point earlier that um to these people uh the outsider status might be the same as animal to them like uh uh i mean this is also something that you can find in our um very recent first world culture which is that uh people who don't share our same values in same culture are basically animals that's that's the entire impetus for the slave trade but it's that they're not actually people so it doesn't matter what you do to them
3: but doesn't that go back to our the whole original part of this discussion where well then in those cases isn't it okay for us to go and try to at least teach them that hey we are all people like don't treat us like animals you know we are people like the rights that you afford yourselves like we are i already the- said yes to that twice oh, I, th- I thought the whole reason we went off into this whole tangent nope. is because nope. we should go nope. into other people's places to tell them what's right or wrong and okay
0: no i already said yeah you you, you you obviously in fact i said that's how you should do it as opposed to trying to impose your values on people Now you get into a problem when you get into um something that's not just a tribe in the middle of the rainforest, but uh, a country that has actual power. And if, they, if they're doing something that is against your version of human rights, that can get tricky. That's where you get you know, uh, the cold war because we don't want communism to spread around the world or where you get you know, various other you know, uh, cold wars or hot wars uh, with countries because they have a, a, a certain way of thinking about things, a certain version of human rights that we don't agree with. And we the point is, it's not enough to just let them be because the problem is they want—they possibly want to spread that idea around and it could take over. Um, and I'm not saying I agree with any of those specific situations, you know, like stopping the spread of communism or anything like that, it necessarily, I would have to take it on a case by case. But yeah, that makes sense? Sure. Shelly, did you think I was attacking you? Oh, no, not at all.
3: Oh. May I change the topic with another question to everybody? Yes. On the topic of cannibalism. Mm-hmm. if you were, let's say that the plane crashed somewhere completely remote and the only way to survive was to eat one another, or like eat other people who had also crashed, would you?
0: Yes, isn't that- I, after they died. <laughs>
2: plane crash in the Andes, isn't that, the, like? was it a football team or, or a hockey team? Something like that, yeah. I think or when they- it comes to survival, I mean... Yeah, if they were dead already, I wouldn't I wouldn't kill someone.
3: Unfortunately for me, my mind, like, gets to me. And if I realize, like, oh, my God, I'm eating human, I will start gagging and I won't be able to do it. <laughs> Even if it means my survival. Unless you're starving, Fahad. I think he would... Maybe. Maybe. My, my dad
0: used to say, I used to, like, turn my nose up at things, like, I don't know, lima beans or broccoli or some shit. And he was like, well, if you were starving, you'd feel differently. And, and I was like, <laughs> whatever. But I'm like, yeah, I mean... If, if I was actually starving, I, I'd probably eat anything.
4: Was it, um, where was it in, uh, that they were like, um, the Lost Colony or some, or even just like Jamestown that were all, that they resort, resorted to cannibalism somewhere just because everybody was dying. There was no food and starving and stuff.
0: Well, the Donner Party did that. We mentioned earlier. I don't know about any actual like settlement. Uh, but by the way, one of the smartest, best shows of the year is Yellow Jackets which is about a group of teenage girls who are flying across the country to go to a nationals like soccer game uh to perform you know to play in a soccer game for national title and uh, and they're playing crash lands and it's very interesting what they
3: resort to i didn't Griff, know that, that was what it was about Ruth,
0: did you
2: watch well there was just something that i that New evidence supports historical accounts that desperate Jamestown colonists resorted to cannibalism during the harsh winter of 1609 to 1610. Whoa. Wow, I was like, You're I right. had
4: a feeling it was something with that. I'm, I'm a big history dork, and I feel like I watched some kind of documentary thing or, or some kind of history thing. Wow, that would be that would be Not terrible. <laughs> yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, in England couldn't get over to bring them stuff too, or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. Fun fact the entire Atlantic Ocean froze over that year. No, <laughs> no mm. sailing. They had to ice G-80. skate across. They didn't make it in time. Go skating. <laughs> Is that too soon, 1609, to joke about them killing themselves and mm-hmm. eating each other?
3: It's exactly 53 years, two months, and three days too soon.
2: <gasps> Damn. I could not have been a settler. That sounds awful. Oh, no. I would have stayed in England.
3: (laughs) I
4: think they thought it was going to be great, but they were wrong. (laughs) At least at that time.
3: Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I was like, why does that statement you just made, Shelley, remind me of something? And it reminded me of The Matrix. Eric, you and I were just talking about this last night. Uh, We just saw The New Matrix. And my point with The Matrix was, you know, like in the movies, right? Everybody who's plugged into the Matrix, you're in this regular world, living your regular life. But if you get unplugged from the Matrix, you're out in that scary futuristic world where, you know, you're being hunted by the machines and everything. And I was like, honestly, if I was given the choice for the red pill or blue pill, I would choose the red pill to stay in the Matrix because it's a nice life. Like, why would you want to go out, even though that's the real world out there? It's dangerous. It's scary. You don't know if you're going to live or die at any moment. So Shelly, what you just said reminded me of that. I'd rather stay in England where I'm living my normal life than trying to settle a new world with who knows what. But you know why you'd want to
0: stay in the Matrix, behind? Because if this is the Matrix, your life is pretty good.
3: I, i know that the settlers wanted to escape some some of them wanted to escape like the religious persecution other things like that that they were facing in england
0: sure but i'm just talking about like in the matrix if you were somebody whose um life wasn't that great or you were unsatisfied with something and then you found out that the whole reason your life was what it was was because a program was determining what would happen to you and what you would experience you'd be like Fuck that! I, I should I want to live a real life where maybe things would I'll, I'll be able to make choices. You know, it's it's about choice actually.
3: The whole movie's about choice, but the outside of the Matrix isn't really that good. I mean,
0: no, but at least you would know that everything you chose to do was because you did, and not because a program sort of convinced. I don't know. I would probably choose to take the pill and leave the Matrix. Because it would really piss me off that something else was making all my choices for me and just making a life for me, even if I was enjoying it, I'd be like, mm, "That's gross.
3: I want it to be my life." Uh, I'd, I'd take the red pill. I'm staying in the matrix. Sorry, everybody. Even if we
0: can't be friends anymore,
3: who who who's gonna join me by staying in the matrix? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long, so I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> go out. The matrix. Oh, I don't want to go would- out. The machine world. <laughs> well, but, see, I would leave,
0: and then I would convince my crew. To go find your pod and take you out by force because I would need you to be my best friend. And then you'd be really pissed at me for a while, but you'd be like, okay, fine.
3: So you're gonna do to me what Chris Pratt <laughs> did to Jennifer Lawrence and passengers. Yeah. Not cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but gosh, hey, you, once you're free, though, you can jack into the Matrix anytime you want. Yeah,
3: you can go in anytime. I mean, I guess I could do that. I would take the blue pill, get out, download all this information, be like super knowing everything. Go back in the matrix and just have fun. <laughs> okay.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> What's the
3: time for? Final
1: thoughts. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It's that time again for ba, 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 ba. recast. We close each episode with the recast game, where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray a character in a film instead. Who wants to start first? You choose. <laughs> I'll start with them, um, Shelley.
2: Both you. Okay. So I recast two people. The first one is, and forgive me, I don't remember the blonde girl's name, me either character's name. But I think that a young Kristen Stewart would play her very well uh, mm mm-hmm. And then I recast Justine with a, a young uh, Mila Kunis. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: Wait, Shelly, which blonde?
2: Um, Her roommate. That okay, a her very roommate. Small okay. Part.
3: Yeah, Casey. Yeah. Casey. Yeah. Witch
0: blonde. We should rename the podcast Witch Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, there's two blondes on this podcast, but um, in movies, there are a lot of blondes. <laughs> okay. And they all look alike to me.
3: Not you two.
0: Not YouTube. Takia who's next. Okay. Let's go with
3: uh Sure. So for my recast, this time around I did it more so just on looks, not for anything else. Um Kara, she was the uh Alejandro's girlfriend, the you know the one you're supposed to hate. Um, Yeah. Um, She looked a little bit to me like Heather Morris. Um, she plays uh Brittany S. Pierce in Glee. Yeah. (laughs) So I would uh Recast her with Heather Morris.
0: <laughs> Make her too likable. <laughs>
3: well, Heather Morris can play mean, I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: Thank you, but, Um, there Okay, so uh, the whole movie, I thought that the lead actress who played Justine looked familiar to me. And so I'm going to recast her with the actress that she looked like to me, which would age her up a bit. So maybe she has to be a senior in college and a little more... Maybe uh, a little more, not, le- not as naive. Maybe a little more uh, confident and uh, more fighting back. Maybe, and that would be uh, Lauren Cohen from Walking Dead. Maggie you know what's?
3: You know what's funny? On my Facebook, when I was scrolling through, I saw a picture of an ad for Walking Dead, and for a split second, I was like, "Is that Justine from Green Inferno?" But it wasn't. It, was it looks Maggie. just
0: like her, actually. Yeah, like younger sister. That's mine. Well, cool. Awesome. Thank you, um, Ruth. Were you ready?
4: yeah, so I was just thinking of for Daniel, so he's kind of quiet, but he kind of steps up at the role later to um, you know fight and try to get out and everything like that. And I was just thinking of for some reason, a pop in my mind from Hunger Games, the guy who plays Peta. He's kind of quiet, he's kind of quietly oh strong, but he kind of
0: does what he has to do towards the end.
1: yeah, well I mean, it would have
0: been nice in this movie to have an alternative love interest for Justine since her her crush is a dick., Yeah,
3: somebody nice. But you don't need a love interest. You don't, but, you know.
1: Peter was also in um, *Richard Charithia and a couple other little movies when he was younger. So, yeah. I, yeah.
3: Journey to the Center of the Earth.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. Justin, jo- uh, Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. He's yeah. one of my favorite TV series of all time, Future Man, which he also produced and stars in it. Oh, cool. It's on Hulu, you should watch it if you are into sci-fi at all. Hey, very Hulu. good, but it's very funny too. Okay, all right. Thank you, Ruth.
1: My recast is—I uh, thought about Jennifer Conley. She's done quite a few. Uh,
3: For roles. Justine. Yeah.
1: For Justine, yes. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Oh, I, 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 I mention yeah. For Justine, uh, Jennifer Conley, yes. Because so I saw her yeah. face as well. Now, as I think about it, I see Lauren Cohen as well. But um, Justine. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jennifer yeah. Connelly for, for Justine, for me. We that's need to keep track of this, yeah. of this mess, which may be difficult. We may have to read listen to the end of every episode, but uh, because I think, Takia, you've recast with Jennifer Connelly before.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, or,
0: or somebody, I think has. I, I want to know if that's true.
1: <laughs> I, I might have, I I, just, I saw her. I think I saw her, her labyrinth face for some reason. I saw her as labyrinth, I got. Like, you, you want to from that up. era? 1985 Jennifer? Yeah,
0: 1985
2: Jennifer. Ooh. So, shall we open our chat?
3: So everybody knows how it goes. Uh, you can rate it zero to five. Quarters are allowed. Type in your thing, but don't hit enter until uh, I count down. After I see you, all give your thumbs up. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, is your thumb up? Um, okay. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Oh, oh my goodness, Rick. <laughs> Okay, so one second. Ruth gave it a two. That might be the lowest score we've had so far. I gave it a three five. Eric gave it a three two five. Takia gave it a three five. Shelly gave it a two seven five. The average is a three.
0: Okay. So yeah, this isn't this isn't gonna help my
3: average at all. <laughs> Wait, Eric, this did help your average. This has become our lowest rated oh, son,
0: movie. This isn't even my movie. Why did I think it was my movie? I <laughs> know. I, I was going to
1: say, why do you, why does it matter? Well, so, you want to see it so, it may, so it may, I can see
0: why you were. Yeah, Eric,
3: movie. Jennifer's body was a 3.05 and this is a three. Okay. <laughs> <You're busy laughs> so
0: that that edges Jennifer's body up just a little on the
3: total. <laughs> 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 on the full list. <laughs> uh, that is funny you thought this was your movie for a second.
0: I know, I thought that too. I was confused. I was like, Whoops. Whoops. Sorry it's you. a horror movie and I expected me to be the one who Yeah, I
1: know.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Ruth. Okay.
4: So for some reason, I was interested in picking like a type of movie that was probably pretty different than anything we've picked. So um, I was going to pick originally. I wanted something kind of more towards the mafia mob kind of thing. Which I thought would be kind of cool. Um, and then I usually, when I think of stuff like that, I usually think of Robert De Niro because I really like him in that genre. So, okay, at first, I was gonna pick Midnight Run. It's supposed to have some, I've never seen it, it's supposed to be kind of some funniness and kind of a mob thing, too. So, which um. one,
3: Midnight Run? I hope somebody one day recommends us to watch uh Cannonball Run. Hopefully, I can watch Cannonball Run too. Why? <laughs> Because that's the movie that they gave Mindy St. Clair to watch in the medium place. Oh,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> in the, the movie animal. she can watch.
3: <laughs> okay, fine. I'll watch it. But tell me what the first one's about.
1: <laughs> I declare this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us for this tasty treat. You can find us on Facebook and find our list on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or review. Everyone say bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Takia, you like Mary Catherine Gallagher, right? Yeah. <laughs> you missed it. Are you nervous, Eric? <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but it, during the pandemic, I basically stopped wearing deodorant unless I'm going to go out of the house. Oh my goodness! Save some but I have a nice, up. I have a nice natural smell. <laughs>
3: <sighs> are you keeping that in there, or are you cutting that part out? Have <laughs> a nice, nice
0: natural smell. My musk. Food is when I edit
4: this one. <laughs> Musky. Musky, yes. Musky.